Thank you for listening to the Reclaim Church podcast. We hope that this message is a blessing to your life. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX. Now please enjoy this message. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through 20, it says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do, you, who do men say that I am, the Son of Man, or excuse me, that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter, Peter answered and said, You are the Christ the son of the living God, Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades or the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of, of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be, will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. On this rock I will build my church. On this rock. We're, we're in a series called Healthy Homes, and the first home that we need to make sure is healthy, yes, it's yours, but today we're talking about the church. Our, our, our I guess, phrase around here is this is home. And so if we want this to be home, we want it to be a healthy home. So what is Jesus saying here? On this rock, on this foundation, what is the rock that he's referring to? It's the revelation of who Christ is. Peter, on the revelation that you have of who I am, I'm going to build my church. And nothing can stand against it. In fact, with revelation comes authority. Because he said, because of your revelation, I'm going to give you the keys. And what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Revelation brings authority. It's foundation in the belief of who Jesus is. Who he really is. Who is he? I guess I want to say it like this because it makes more sense, but we're going to clear it up a little bit. Who is he to you? Who do you, who do you say that Jesus is? So if we want a healthy church, we all have to come to this question. We all have to decide for ourselves. It's as if Jesus stands with us in front of us and says, hey, I know what they all say, but what do you say? What do you say? So Father, we ask that you would speak to us today. That you would, you've already done enough, God, but we know that there's so much more. There's so much more. And so I pray, God, that you would help me, Lord, to minister today. Lord, I don't want to give my opinions. God, my opinions are not that great anyway. Lord, I want to give your opinions, your thoughts, your wisdom. God, I pray that every word that I speak would be founded on your word and led by your spirit. We thank you in Jesus' name. And we all said amen, amen. So we usually greet and all that, but today, you know, God kind of shook us up a little bit, um, which I, I'm glad he did that. I like when he does it, man. I, you know, I don't, I don't like the same old, same old, right? Like... 30 minutes of worship, uh, five-minute break, 20-minute uh, sermon, and then that's kind of boring to me. I mean, you know what I mean? There's, so we're not going to do that here if that's all right with you. If not, it's okay. There's a bunch of churches in the area. No, I'm kidding. That's messed up. But so revelation, so what is, what is a healthy church based on? A healthy church is founded on revelation of who Christ is. It keeps us focused. It keeps us consistent. It, it allows us to, to stay away from the culture and the ways of the world because we understand that Jesus is who he said he was. That Jesus is the son of the living God. That Jesus is the Christ. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior. He's the one that was prophesied about for many years. But the truth is this, is that 
it, it cannot be a, a congregation, a congregational revelation. The revelation of Christ has to be an individual, individual revelation. It has to be something that each one of us understands within our own spirit and within our own heart. But Jesus asked, he asked them this question. In, in, I'm going to mess up the name. Oh, thank you, Jose. You're awesome, man. Appreciate that. Yes, I didn't have to ask, man. Praise God. Hold on. Always those awkward water breaks, huh? It's so weird. But Jesus asked him in Caesarea Philippi, right? And the thing about this region is that it was known for idolatry. It was known as a place where people would worship many gods. And so within this culture of the city that they were in, Jesus gives them a question. He, 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 he asks them, who do men say that I am? Now, he understands the region that he's in. He knows that around them is a bunch of idolatry and a bunch of devil worship and other uh, people worshiping other gods. So within that culture of everybody worshiping so many things, he asks them, who do you say that I am? In the midst of idolatry, in the midst of an ungodly culture, while others are following many different ways, so ask us, what do you say? And I look at the world today, and everybody's following different gods. Everybody's worshiping different idols. Now, they might not have a golden idol within their home, but they got it in their wallet, and they've got it at their job. You get what I'm saying? There's other idols that people worship today, and I think in the midst of the culture that we stand in today that's divided and broken, I think God would ask us the same question, who do you say that I am? And With everything going on, who do you say that I am? He says, yeah, what do they call me? What do others say? And it's almost like he breezes by that. Yeah, yeah, okay. But who do you say that I am? It's this individual question, individual revelation, because it doesn't matter what others say. It matters who he is in your life. Not who you want him to be, right? Not, we're not creating our own Jesus, well, to me, Jesus is like this. And okay, okay, well, that's the, the, the worst uh, thing people say. Well, that's your truth. That's your truth. And I respect your truth. But to me, Jesus is like this. Can I, can I say something to you guys that Jesus, here, you want a revelation here? We're gonna, I'm going to drop some revelation right now, okay? Jesus is not a Republican. Jesus is not a Democrat. Jesus is not a, 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 a social justice warrior. Jesus is none of those things. Well, Jesus, to me, he would vote this way. But, but to me, he would... No, 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 no. We don't make up who Jesus is. Jesus is not imagined. He is revealed. He is not defined by us. He's revealed to us. So it doesn't matter what you want him to be. The question is, do you know who he truly is? Do you know who he really is? This is the question that Jesus is giving us today. And the question that we must answer if we want a healthy church home, the members in the church home must have a real revelation of Christ. A real revelation of who Jesus is. Not who we want him to be. 
Well, I think Jesus would be okay if I hid some sin. No, it's not hurting anybody. I think Jesus would be okay if I remained silent about my faith because I don't want to offend anybody. I think Jesus would be okay if I did this and did that. I think Jesus would be okay with that. Do you think so? Do you really know him? Who do you say that I am? That's the question. And with individual revelation comes individual transformation. It's revelation of who Christ is that truly changes who we are. Our revelation will change us. Now, I read this scripture last week from glory to glory. Well, we're going to read it again and a little bit of the verses before that, okay? 2 Corinthians 3, 12 through 18. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not, steadily at, uh, could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses read, a veil lies on their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty or there is freedom. But we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. He says, We've, the veil has been lifted, and we see him, so we are transformed. Revelation of who Christ is brings transformation to those who have received that revelation. This is what truly changes us. This is why somebody can go to church their entire life and not be changed. Because church will not change you. In fact, uh, you know, I'll take that back. Church will change you, but probably for the worse. Without Christ in your life, without the Spirit moving in your life, when you go to church, all you're going to see is the bad things, the things that hurt you, the things that bother you, the things that frustrate you. So this is why we can stick into a church and never change. Because church does not change you. Worship songs don't change you. Sermons don't change you. Personalities and good friendships, although they'll change you a little bit, they cannot change the inner man. They cannot change the spirit. The only thing that brings real transformation to a life is the revelation of that one question, who do you say that I am? I feel like this is like an old school sermon. Isn't that sad? <laughs> that this is, this, this, is, this is the foundation of our faith. Do you? Do we really believe? Oh, my wife is so quiet in here. I feel like the air, air conditioning is usually running, and it's like super quiet in here. Yeah, it's getting cold. Thank God. Praise the Lord. But it's that revelation. Who do you say that he is? Not who, not who we want him to be. Who is he? To, who is he, and do you know him? This is the revelation that we all must receive. See, I, I went to church. I, I was born and raised in church. Born and raised. My dad's a pastor. My grandpa's a pastor. I know, what, I know Christianese, right? I know all the right words to say. I get it. I know how to live my life so people can think that I'm a Christian. And I did it for many years. I did it for many years. And I was always empty. Why? Because I didn't have a revelation of Christ. 
I knew his bride. I knew, I knew the church. I knew ministry. I knew what it looked like to, from the outside to be a Christian, but I never felt the true revelation of the inner change, of the inner transformation. I never had that until I had a revelation of who he was. And he's revealed by the Spirit. This, this, is, this is why many churches today have no transformation because they don't have the Spirit. It's the Spirit who reveals Christ. It's the Spirit who reveals Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things about God and about Christ. That is, that is what he does. Jesus said, I'm sending you a teacher. He's going to remind you of all the things that I taught you. And he's basically me living in you. So the reason there's no transformation in your life is maybe because the Spirit is not allowed in there. Revealed by the Spirit, John 14, 26, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all the things that I said to you. So if you want this revelation, this is, this is the thing, is we have to surrender who we thought he is. Do you see what they did today? They, they went from worship to an altar. Well, God would never do that. He's a, he's a God of order. He would never. See how they worship? That's not real. That's emotion. That's not the God I know. If we ever really want to see who he really is, we have to surrender who we think he is. I have to allow the Spirit to teach me. Show me. And this is beyond religion. This is about guilt and shame too. Because when we want to approach his throne, what do we... Listen, I know, I know this. I, maybe this is just me. But if you could relate, you know, give me some sign that we're in this together. But if you ever get there and you're like, he, he can't forgive me of this. He can't love me after I did this. He can't love me after I said that. He can't love me after I went there. He can't love me after I made this mistake over and over and over again. That's the God you think he is. You've got to surrender that if you want a real revelation of who he really is. Surrendering our ideas of who he is and who we want him to be. In, uh, in Matthew chapter 21, verse 9, it says, Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Right? This is Jesus entering. It's, it's Palm Sunday, and they're, you know, they're worshiping him. Right? And I've always asked this question. I've always said, how could they worship him this one day? And very, so, so shortly after, they just turn on him and they crucify him. Like, how did that happen? Because they were worshiping who they wanted him to be. They were praising who they thought he was because they wanted an earthly king. That's why they said, Hosanna to the son of David. Because what they were hoping for is they were hoping that Jesus would come establish a kingdom like David that wouldn't oppress them like the government that they were under. And so they were worshiping who they thought he was. And when they saw him allow himself to be humbled and weak before others, they turned on him because that's not the king that they wanted. So we have to surrender who we think he is and ask the Spirit to reveal to us who he really is. This is that revelation to give up what we think, what we think we know about God. 
How, how funny does that sound? Like we, we don't know. We, honestly, there's so much to God that we'll, we'll never understand until we make it to heaven. But we have to surrender who we think he is. And again, it's the Holy Spirit who reveals Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit. When Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, son Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. The scripture says that things of the flesh or the things of the spirit are foolish to the things of the flesh, foolish to the things of the world. He says, Simon, Peter, this, this revelation that you had, you, you get it, you understand it, and, and because you understand it, I know that it wasn't your flesh that told you that. I know it wasn't man who convinced you of that. Because understanding who Christ is is something that can only be done in the spirit. It's spiritual transformation. And the frustrating part of this, and I'm with you on this because I get bothered sometimes because I'm like, God, I know it's there, but I don't know how to get it. Like if you're saying, God, that it has to be revealed to me, I'm frustrated because I feel like it hasn't been. I really want to believe that. I want to have that revelation, but God, how come I don't have it yet? Anybody been frustrated like that? It's simple. It's simple. But how do I do that then? How do I get this revelation? Because when you, when you use the word revelation, it sounds so deep, right? So d- deep and mysterious, right? Revelation. Yeah, this revelation of God. It's like, dang, you must have been in prayer for a long time to use that word revelation because I've not had one of those. And maybe it's, you know, it's a, it's a deep word, right? That's a word that when we hear that, we're like, dude, that's, that's for the seasoned Christians. Like, a revelation, man. And anytime somebody does a series on the book of Revelation, you know it's going to get crazy, right? <laughs> but this revelation, it's what it is, let's simplify it. It's the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus. What is this revelation? It's the Holy Spirit revealing Jesus to us. How do we get that? Well, it's very easy. You just ask in faith. You just ask in faith. 1 John 5, 14 through 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked for. Or in other words, we know that if he hears us, then whatever we ask in his will, we know that we have it. That it's ours, that, that we've, we've, we've received what we've asked for. Is this, is this speaking to you today? I don't want to take too much time. I know that we, we spent some time at the altar today. But, this, but when it comes to this asking of revelation, you can't, learn, you can't learn this. I know that sounds funny, like, well, then why should I study the Bible? Study the Bible. Understand the Bible. But even when you study the Bible, the only, the only way that you can really understand what it's saying is through revelation by the Holy Spirit. You cannot intellectually have revelation of who Christ is. You cannot figure it out. You cannot get all your wisdom and all your understanding and all your experience and figure out who Jesus is. It's not going to work. Jesus said it wasn't flesh and blood. It wasn't a man-made thing. It was revealed by the Spirit. That is the only way that we'll ever have revelation of God. And the sad part is the reason we don't have that Spirit in our lives is because we're still living in the flesh. We haven't surrendered that to Him yet. We haven't given that area of our life yet. We haven't given up our, 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 our friendships and our, and, our, and our identity and the things that we hold close. 
And until you're ready to give that up, you'll never fully experience Christ. Jesus says, if you want to follow me, if you want to come after me, look, anybody can. But if you want to, then everything you hold on to, you've got to let it go. You've got to deny yourself. If you want this real revelation of Christ, it's about self-denial. Jesus, I don't want my old life anymore. Could you live in me? It's, 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 it's so simple. It is so simple. But it's our pride that keeps us from revelation. Because listen, I don't have the scripture here. I wish I put it down. Can I tell you something? That Jesus doesn't trust everyone with revelation. He doesn't trust everyone with revelation. In fact, there's a scripture. I wish I, I, wish I wrote it down. I was like, I'm not going to add it. But it's, it, it, it kind of fits right now, okay? There, there was a story when it says that basically they put their trust in Jesus, but he didn't put their trust in him, in them. Because he knew their hearts. Jesus doesn't trust everyone with revelation. I'll say it again. Jesus doesn't trust everyone with revelation. He gives it to those who are surrendered. Well, why, why am I always going through this cycle? Like, I try and I try and then I fail and then I just stay, I leave. Why do I go? The reason you go through this cycle is because you're not surrendered. Because what pulls you back into the cycle? The very thing that you should have surrendered. Jesus. Oh, I got... So if we ever want to get out of that cycle, we've got to surrender. But to some of us, it's confession, so we don't want to do it because we're embarrassed and we're ashamed of what we've done. For others, it's relationships that we, we feel like, well, if I let them go, then, then it's going to hurt and I can't do this. For some of us, it's money. Straight up, money. Well, I don't want to give him my money because then I can't afford this, this, and that. I don't know what it is in your life. You do. But if you really want revelation, you really want to follow Christ, it comes with full surrenderance. Jesus is like, you can't serve two masters. You can't, you can't serve two masters. You can't do it. You can't do that. Even if you tried, you'd fail. You must serve one. You must love one and hate the other. Not love one and entertain the other. I, this, <laughs> revelation, listen, all right, let's move on. Revelation, when we have it, it leads to intimacy. Babe, could you come up and play, please? It would be very helpful. And David, if you want to help her. Babe, could you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I'm ending here, and we'll be out soon, okay? We'll get all get our, our food. Can I, can I make a confession today? About, about the food I like now. I know this is not a big deal to anybody. It's a big deal to me. Um, I came here and I said in and out was the best. And I love in and out all right? But have you ever had P. Terry's? Anybody have P. Terry's? It's better than in and out I said it and I, I put it online and people thought I got hacked. They, they're like, man, you got hacked. Man, you, you better change your passwords. Revelation, when we have it, it leads to intimacy. Why do I say that? Because the next chapter, after, after it's revealed to them, it's revealed to them. He, Peter's like, hey, I, I, you're, the, you're, you're the Christ. You're the son of God. You, you, you're, you're the guy. Like, this is, he's like, Simon, man, that was not revealed to you by man or flesh. It was by, the, by, the, by my father. He, he showed you that. And then in the next, in the next chapter, it's, it's, it's the chapter known as the Mount of Transfiguration where Jesus takes these men and he leads them up to a mountain. It's in Matthew chapter 17, if you want to read it. 
and he leads them up to the mountain. And they're standing, they're standing with Jesus, and they see him become glorified. It says like he becomes white and like this is bright, this bright light, and they see him talking with some of the prophets, and it's just this crazy intimate moment. And when he's done with that, he comes down the mountain from the, with them, and he says, "Hey, don't tell anyone about that. Don't tell anyone about that until the Son of Man has been risen." They had a revelation of who he was. Listen to this. Listen to this. They had a revelation of who he was. So what did he do? Because he could trust them with that revelation, he showed them more. And he said, I've shown you this, and it's just for you. Don't tell anybody else. Revelation of who God is, who Christ is, will lead you to intimacy. To show, he'll show you things about himself that not everybody knows. It's just this, like, this precious relationship with the Lord. And can I be honest with you? And I'm, I'm closing here. We're, gonna, we're, we're done. Five minutes, okay, guys? Five minutes? Can we do five minutes? Is that okay? I have to walk down the stairs now because my knees hurt if I jump off the stage. It's this precious time with the Lord. My prayer to God is often, Lord, would you trust me with revelation? Now, if I'm honest, I'd probably be the last one that I'd pick if I was God. But I come before him, and it's just like this, these moments with God where it's like, because I know who he is, I know, I know who he is. He's, he's my savior. He's my Lord. He's my redeemer. He's the, the one who's forgiven my sins. He's the one who sacrificed for me. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the savior of the world. I know who he is. And because he's, re and he revealed that to me. Because he's revealed that to me. I believe that he allows me into other things. I don't deserve it. I'm not smart enough for it. But he's good. So revelation of who he is leads to intimacy. But, but true intimacy, true intimacy is when we can get into his presence. I don't know. I, maybe, maybe there's more to it and there's probably so much more to learn. But it's when we get in the presence of God and we're able to just be with him. We're able to just be with him. And, and listen, when it comes to church and when it comes to, you know, healthy homes and all this stuff that we're talking about, my prayer as a pastor is that I would point people to Jesus. I want you to know who he is so that you can just sit in his presence. So you can have those moments with God. Just sitting with him. And enjoying him. My prayer was, God, in this message, in this sermon, Lord, would you just reveal yourself to your people? God, would you just show yourself? And, and I can't explain him. I can't. I can't convince you. It's revealed. 
He's revealed. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For more information on our church, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at ReclaimTX or check us out on our website, ReclaimChurchTX.com. Thank you for listening.